0: Hello and welcome to the Life Coach Live podcast. I'm your host, Olivia Figueroa, awakening coach and manifestation expert. I'll help you live a life by design as I share all the tools I've gathered along my way to achieving massive success and abundance in all areas of my life. Thank you for joining and let's dive in. So I almost went into this last time, but a question I get asked a lot is, do I have to have a practice, some form of you know, meditation, breath work, journaling, a spiritual practice day-to-day in order to be a good manifester? My short answer is no, and I'll explain why in a second. I definitely think it helps to have a practice of some sort day-to-day, and especially depending on what phase of your journey you're in, like if you're just starting out, I do think it's crucial to build a relationship with source to build up your intuition. But more so what I'm talking about is you can still become an energetic match to your desires by being in the frequency, the energy of your desires. And I'm more so speaking to the person who maybe has had a spiritual practice for a while, but they're finding it hard to meditate every morning or meditate every evening or journal as much as they'd like or do breath work or this like rigid routine day-to-day. Maybe you're a new parent or you have a lot going on in your day-to-day. You could be in a transitional phase of your life. And what I want to note is that you should be doing something every day, but what it can look like is different. And I have been doing a form of this myself. And I wanted to share it with those of you who think that if you've fallen off track, if you have broken your meditation streak, if you haven't been able to journal this week, whatever the case may be, you are not not going to attract your dream life because of that. And what I'm really going to dive into is the energetics of life of everything and how everything is operating on a vibrational frequency. It's honestly more important to be in the energy of your desires. And you can do that through meditating. You can do that through journaling. You can do that through breath work. You can do that through all these practices, but without that part, they're not important or they become less important because if you're journaling from the mind, but you're not journaling from the heart. It's combining a thought with a feeling from an elevated emotional state. That's where the power really lies in becoming magnetic to that thing. And so all of these practices are super important if we're intentional with them and if we're bringing the energy to the table, right? It's like someone can be a speaker, right? You can have two different speakers, but the one who's going to be really good and who's going to really move the audience is the person that brings the energy, and so it's like that with any practice that we have, whether you're getting up in the morning and you have an extensive routine, you're doing something before night, if you're feeling like you can't do it all or you can't get to it all, something I've been very intentional about recently is making a point to get to that blissful feeling, that joyful feeling every day. And there was one point, like when I first started a spiritual practice, I would meditate religiously, like multiple times a day, definitely every night before bed. I noticed that I would sleep differently if I had or had not meditated. I, you know, would be in courses and make it a point to journal. But what I've been noticing recently is that if I'm not able to get to those things how can i still make sure to get to that feeling that a lot of those practices would elicit right because i would meditate to the point that i got to this overwhelming feeling of joy and connectedness and bliss and almost like all of my worries would just melt away because i would understand that i'm connected to this greater thing and that is the power in all of these practices and so if you feel like, you know, maybe you're in a relationship, maybe you have someone visiting you, maybe you just got a new job, you're going through some life event and your practice hasn't been perfect, it's not so much about checking all the things off your list as much as it is being in the energy of your desires day to day. And we can do that in everything that we're doing. So something I started doing is when I first wake up, I'll walk outside be in my pajamas, be in my glasses still, maybe not have brushed my hair, (laughs) Um, throw on a pair of flip-flops and just walk around our apartment complex or parking lot for like five to 10 minutes. And thankfully I'm in Arizona. So usually it's pretty nice out. And I have something, this is something that in the morning I think is definitely way more there's a different energy of when you first wake up, your mind is fresh. The day, you know, hasn't happened yet, so you don't have these like ruminating thoughts or anything. And what I've found is that it starts as just a walk and as I am observing the trees around me, the leaves, the grass, the flowers, the neighbors, the building, the sunshine, it ends up turning into a gratitude practice where Not only do I feel this sense of gratitude and I'm thanking the universe for everything it has given me for living in this beautiful sunny state, for being super happy with my position in life, the jobs I have, the relationships I have, the beautiful home, like going down the list, but not even just focusing on the material, physical things, but also just like I have always wanted to live in a sunny state right like I would get seasonal depression and just to think that what I once wanted as a 16 year old as an 18 year old I am now living now some part of that desire has been fulfilled and I'm living it out day to day and I'm so thankful for that and I also think just doing something like that right going on a quick five to ten minute walk before your day starts before you have to do anything, before you have to answer emails or text or phone calls, it's like this time of just being. And when you first wake up and all the birds are singing, like it's this really beautiful moment of that has almost become my meditation, right? Like I never really was a morning meditator. I would always meditate before bed. But the whole point is find what works for you. I find walks super meditational, <laughs> if that's a word. Whether you do it in the evening, in the morning, if you allow yourself time to play and just get lost in whatever it is you're doing, half the time I'll start walking. We're homo sapiens, so we need to be walking like our body thrives when we're moving if you if you work a job where you're sitting all day then this is definitely going to be beneficial you'll definitely see your mood improve if you are working a job where you're maybe overextending yourself then give your body that permission to rest right maybe lay by the pool lay in the sunshine lay in the grass ground yourself put your feet in the ground put your legs up the wall all of these little things that are allowing that are practices in themselves, although they might sound or seem really simple, you can make them your practice day today. And so maybe having an extensive routine overwhelms you. But my go-tos, like yoga has been therapeutic for me. I mean, that is one of my top like somatic release practices. When I start to feel like... I'm getting irritated or I just haven't been in the mood state that I've wanted to be in. When I finally go to that yoga class, maybe I took a couple days off. It's like my body is able to move and release and move and release and move and release. And I just feel my mind, especially like my mind and my body, my heart and soul feel so like a thousand percent better. The mind chatter silences, it goes away The body feels good because it's finally just moving and letting itself out. Like anything that speaks to you. I know, you know, breathwork practitioners who that is what got them, right? That's what did it for them. I know, you know, meditation and mindfulness coaches, everyone is going to be pulled in a certain direction. And just because someone's doing it doesn't mean that that's like the only way I think you have to find what works for you. So meditation and yoga have kind of always been like my thing I've just I've gravitated towards them they make me feel so good you can you know you're able to practice conscious breath through both of those so you can almost like bring in an essence of breath work into both of those modalities but also allowing yourself to play and have time to do nothing is something I find so important in this day and age because we're always, so distracted there's always something to do and so a lot of times my intention is let me just walk down the block and I end up walking around like the whole (laughs) community or I end up walking like you know one or two miles because I just I want to keep going my soul is craving like no just a little more just a little further like let me just get lost in nature for a little bit more and I come back feeling so refreshed so recharged so happy that I did that so happy that I got my body to move and get some sun on my face because if you're working inside all day that's crucial to not only setting your circadian rhythm but also like we're humans right we partly are animal and we used to be in nature all the time and now we're so removed from nature so whatever you can do to get yourself back to that blissful feeling and I honestly think that when you have been further away from that feeling for a long period of times it can almost be harder to get back into that i think young people today are so plagued by mental health issues mental health disorders and coming from my holistic view and perspective i really think it comes down to nature and nurture and environment like how what are you doing to make yourself feel alive and make yourself feel like your best self, right? It's easier to look at physically working out and putting in that work, right? Like, oh, that person's clearly fit because they work out, because they put in effort and time. To be mindfully sick, right? You could almost say that mental illness is a sickness of the mind. And so if you are not strengthening your mind, your practice, your faith, it's going to deteriorate over time. And it's going to lead to, if you just think about the mind-body connection, everything is connected in your body. The system operates at a whole one thing affects everything. And so if you're someone who believes like, you know, oh, I have eczema and that's its own thing. Or, oh, I have brain fog, that's its own thing. Or, oh, I have IBS or gut issues, that's its own thing. You're probably never going to resolve that thing. You can take medication, you can put a bandaid on it. But if you're always looking at things as isolated and not how they operate as a whole, you're never going to get to that root cause. And so something I'm a strong believer in is how, and I also just think that I'm super like, optimistic and a lover of life just by nature like I the one of my favorite quotes is like people who some of the happiest like kindest people you will ever meet have gone through some of the roughest shit but they refuse to be hardened by the world right they continued to love and almost like want to shine their light and help others and so I definitely think that growth mindset can be taught but not everyone is open to that because I think people by nature, there are benefits, you could call them, that come with being a victim. And a lot of times people want to stay in whatever story they're in because it's familiar and also because there's some benefit to it. Whether people are catering for you, they feel sorry for you, they're helping you, they go out of their way, like whatever the case, at some point we have to take responsibility for our own life. And if you're okay with not feeling great and with not living life to, or even living life to its fullest potential, but also living to your fullest potential, then we're not going to be a match. I always work with people who are hungry and who are lit up about, okay, my situation isn't perfect. And I understand that perfect isn't even a thing But how do I make my life the best possible? And if you're not craving that, if you're not craving a solution, looking for a solution, taking inspired action, there's going to be a disconnect between the way your life currently is and if you're even able to get to where you want to go. Because if you've been doing whatever it is you've been doing for however long, it's clearly not working if you still have the same symptom whether you're mentally sick, physically sick, and you can keep complaining and pointing to external things, but there's always going to be a finger pointing back. There's always going to be a root cause of, of whatever it is you're going through. Not, I feel like I'm going on a tangent. That's not the point. The point is to take responsibility for your life and figure out how to tap into the frequency, the energy of what it is you desire. If you're not able to have this strict routine and do and meditate, visualize, do hypnotherapy, do breath work, hop in a cold plunge, do it like if you're if you can't do all of that, right, then what I sugge- highly suggest and what I ask of you is to take A moment out of every day to connect to that feeling of bliss however you get there we can all be different exercise is a great way for people to get there to feel alive it's a way that we can actually connect with source that higher level of being Um, meditation yoga breath work journaling i personally my favorite is sitting in silence giving myself time to just completely unplug and disconnect and whether that's outside being outside or just being inside but staring at like a tree or a leaf or something like just quieting your mind and then allowing the downloads to come through allowing yourself to have a moment of gratitude and gratitude is honestly key in terms of attracting your desires because if you're always you repel money when you criticize it or when you're saying like you're showing up You're not showing up for me in this way, right? I want you to show up in this way versus just being grateful for what you already do have. And so if you're trying to call something else into your life, whether it's better health, whether it's a better job, a better apartment, more money, a sense of purpose, it's like we have to clean up our own side of the street. We have to take responsibility. I'm sure not everyone will agree with me and people will say, you know, I have this condition, there's nothing I can do about it. I need to take this for anxiety or depression or whatever the case. Once again, it's like, if you say so, then that will be your reality. And there are people who have come back and healed from the unimaginable. And so to say that you're the exception is just downplaying your power. That is my viewpoint With everything. I think if you're unhappy with a part of your life, there's always something that you can do about it. And I understand that not everyone thinks that way. And I honestly think that that's why most of America is stuck in this like herd mentality or just not thinking for themselves, not being their own person, just following whatever like just following the lead of the masses and i think at some point we have to take back our power we have to go inward and ask like what is my truth and how can i live that how can i lead by example how can i live my truth day to day how can i speak my truth and not waver in my you know values and my vision of what i see possible for myself And so this kind of ended up talking, this kind of ended up going in a little swirl there. But my whole point for this episode, since I've gotten the question before of like, am I not going to attract that vision board moment? Or am I not going to attract that thing I desire because I haven't been meditating or because I haven't been keeping up with my practice? The answer is no. If you have though, been making sure to get in that energy. I think if you're not doing anything and you're not, you know, feeling what it would feel like to have that thing or just get to a moment of bliss every day, then maybe not. But my point is that you can still live life and not be so bogged down about having this, like, you know, hour, two hour serious, strict practice. Obviously, that helps when we can be disciplined and consistent with something. But if you're finding it hard to keep up with that and you're just looking for like, what's a quick thing that I can do every day? And it really just comes down to intention, right? Why are we doing anything? We're being intentional with everything, our day to day. And I mean, this probably works for me just because I'm so protective of my energy and space in general. So I'm already limiting like what I'm consuming. I don't watch the news anymore. I'm not, I've unfollowed a bunch of people on Instagram. I'm, you know, limiting who has physical contact with me because I'm so sensitive to energy. And if if you're not someone who's like an outward thinker, who's optimistic, who's almost like entrepreneurial in nature in the sense that you're always like this or better or why not this or challenging and lip and lifting each other up that I probably won't associate with you. And your life is a direct reflection of your inner world, but also who you're surrounding yourself, what you're consciously choosing to consume on a day-to-day basis. And so everything, right? If we look at our closest circle, the space that we're living in the work we're doing, The boundaries we're setting, our, how mentally fit we are, like all of that is having a direct impact on our life. And so I think starting there, starting with, have you been able to create a safe, peaceful, nurturing environment for yourself? And if not, who can you remove or how can you start creating that? And something I did when I couldn't create that because I was younger, you know, I couldn't live on my own yet. I would at least consciously consume content. So whether listening to podcasts or following, you know, health and wellness or motivational speakers on Instagram, um, watching YouTube videos that were educational and, you know, about the life I wanted to create, enrolling in courses, you know, working with coaches, being in memberships, like there's always something that we can do and what i'm suggest what i'm suggesting is free so that's not even going to cost you money but it's more so do you have the self awareness have you been do you understand what i'm saying have you been on the journey long enough to be able to just do that on your own right because it's not hard but a lot of people aren't self aware enough or they aren't connected enough to maybe know that experience of what i'm talking about that bliss that that energy that is always accessible, but we're not always tapping into it. And so this is a little shorter episode, but I want to leave you with that. And if you're confused or if you want me to elaborate, please DM me at lifecoachlive underscore on Instagram. Um, I have a few more episodes episodes coming out not the same topic Um, probably we'll be talking about money some aha moments that i've had and might even be bringing a guest on this month so more to come subscribe if you're not already let me know how you like this episode and i'll see you all next time thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode if you like what you've heard please rate and subscribe to help the podcast grow i'll see you guys next time